Hi. I hope you had a good day. It's time to relax now. And listen to some uplifting words. You know, we didn't really finish talking about forgiveness in our last episode. There's still way too much information to share and unpack. And in reality, we could actually do a whole seminar for the year based on forgiveness. And I'll most likely bring it back throughout this year. But I definitely want to talk and continue discussing forgiveness. This time I want to focus on the Old Testament. Jeremiah, to be specific. Chapter 31. And I want to read verses 31 to verse 40. And this is what it says. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, If the heavens above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth below can be explored, then I will cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the city shall be rebuilt from the Lord, from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. And the measuring line shall go out farther, straight to the hill Garib, and shall then turn to Goa. The whole valley of the dead bodies and the ashes, and all the fields as far as the brook Kidron, to the corner of the house gate toward the east, shall be sacred to the Lord. It shall not be plucked up or overthrown any more forever. Wow, what a powerful statement. This is God not only promising, but declaring how he will rescue his people, us. 
you know, this section in the Old Testament in Jeremiah chapter 31, the subtitle here is the new covenant. So this is actually a prophecy for Jesus Christ, God sending his only son to become a living sacrifice for us so that he would take away all of our iniquities, all of our deficiencies, all of our shame, anger, bitterness, sorrow, and pain. And so we can become pure and holy and be in the presence of God himself. Think about this for a second. The person that you respect the most or admire the most, why is it that you're more than likely going to dress in your best clothings and if they ever go to your house for dinner why is it that you're going to clean up the house right and if you don't you'll feel embarrassed right it's kind of the same idea here is that in order to be in God's presence we need to be in our best Right? We need to be without any blemishes, without sin. And that's and without Jesus, it's impossible. Right? I mean, we know throughout the Old Testament that God's people were constantly rebelling against God constantly complaining constantly lost constantly being conquered by other nations constantly replacing God with our own idols you know and when I say constantly it doesn't mean it doesn't imply like within a week or a day or two sometimes it takes years but the point is, we consistently fall back to our own ways, our own sinful ways, our own deficiencies. And then sooner or later, we will be captivated by the enemy. And then you're going to be crying out for God again, which is what God's people did in the Old Testament consistently. And yet, God himself actually declares in verse 34 of Jeremiah 31, For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Can you imagine that? Seriously, think about the last time you forgave somebody. Did you actually remember their sin no more? Is that possible? For God it is. And if we are to follow Christ and obey his commandment, remember his new commandment in John chapter 13, a new covenant I give you, a new command I give you, that you love one another, that you love one another as I have loved you. And how did Jesus love us? 
by forgiving us. Right? I mean, once again, if you look at Luke chapter 23, verse 34, after Jesus endured every single kind of mental and physical abuse and being tortured and hung on the cross and right before he gave up his spirit where did he say father forgive them for they know not what they do This is how Jesus loved us and constantly love us. We are forgiven once and for all. So whether we like it or not, when we forgive somebody, we have to remember their sin no more. I know that's very hard and difficult and you may think that it's impossible. But if your true joy and hope is in God, and if you accept Christ in your heart and allow him to instruct you and to show you how you should live, this is how you should live. Forgive and remember their, their sin no more, including your own, by the way. Don't allow the enemy to take any foothold of your past. You are worthy in God's eyes. Why? Because he is worthy. Here's this all-powerful being that does not need us for any kind of significance. Yet, he pursues us. Why? Because he loves us. He loves you. He loves me. He loves your neighbors, your boss or bosses, your family, your parents, even non-believers people who don't trust the Lord, doubt his existence, and even the ones that flat out just hate him. Jesus died for them. Why? Because he forgives them, for they know not what they do. So there is this French philosopher and somewhat of a theologian named Paul Ricoeur. And he wrote an extensive essay, really, but it's now published as a book called The Pedagogy of Forgiveness. I'll spare you the entire detail, but there is a crucial line in his argument that he says forgiveness is for the unforgivable now think about that for a second 
forgiveness is for the unforgivable. At first, it may seem like an, a contradiction. How can you forgive something that is unforgivable? Right? If something is unforgivable, then it's unforgivable. That's the logic, at least. But see, this is the beauty and the amazement of grace and forgiveness. It's because, yes, it defies logic in many ways. Why in the world would anyone forgive the pain and suffering caused by someone else to you? That's logical. Right? I'm not gonna give everyone scenarios that are controversial, but I want you to imagine some of the most horrendous crimes and acts and events that ever happened and recorded in history throughout human civilizations. Now, after a lot of thought, counseling, and really self-reflection, are you able to forgive? If you say no, then you are not a forgiving person. You are not filled with grace. And more importantly, you are disobeying God's command. This isn't love. Everyone who has peace in their heart and, com and true compassion and ultimately listens to God's word studies it and practices it love keeps no records of wrong or wrongs so yes forgiveness is for the unforgivable now do you understand why Jesus came to earth to die for us it's impossible for us to be in God's presence. Was impossible. But through Christ's love and sacrifice, now we are made holy and pure. On the day that we face our Creator, we can be made new. I'm going to share a quick little story here about a particular follower of my podcast that reached out and shared their story about uh, their very difficult past relationship. And by no means am I trying to act like I know exactly what they went through. And yes, it is very, very sensitive to talk about, you know, relationships that were, yes, abusive. And my heart goes out to y'all that went through that. And I'm not here trying to offer some type of advice 
on how you need to encounter that. Rather, I'm here just to declare what the Lord has said in relation to forgiveness. Now, obviously, some of us are just so tortured and scarred by our pasts, our past relationships. And once again, it's a very difficult and special subject to talk about. And so, yes, my heart goes out to all of you and I acknowledge your story 100%. Now, in my own life, I went through a very significant season where I had to endure a lot of pain. There was no way in heck I was ever going to forgive that person. No way. This is how my sinful heart was thinking. In fact, I'll go ahead and say this to y'all, but really my main sin in that season was that I was rebelling against God himself because I knew what he wanted me to do. I've I've been I've heard and been told that forgiveness was a major component of being a Christ follower. But there was no way I was going to do that. I'm willing to believe everything else and do my best to attempt the other instructions that God gives us in terms of walking like Christ, being blameless and you know, being mindful of the words that I share and say in public and and in private and uh, all the other things, right? Adultery, you know, just being pure in that area as well. But there was no way I was going to forgive that person. I thank God for how he delivered me from that season. And I can't tell you how much my life has changed because of forgiving and remembering their sin no more. It was an incredible, incredible change in my heart and in my mind. I actually could confront that person and let them know that, yes, I have forgiven you. And if they wanted to reconcile our relationship, I was willing to do it because I loved them. Unfortunately, the other person didn't want to, which made me sad again, but it wasn't a sadness of bitterness or anguish. It was just a sadness because, yeah, I love, I love them, but they didn't love me enough in return to want to uh, reconcile and, and also forgive me for some of the things that I've done as well. And that's okay, because at least I tried and I obeyed my father. 
and I'm looking forward to the day that I stand in front of him and let him know that I understand his message of forgiving and remembering people's sins no more. You see, when that happens in your life, you throw away every single bitterness, every single doubt, every single depressive thought. And what you're left with is pure joy, pure content, fulfillment, and ultimately peace in your heart because you know that you are loved by Christ, loved by God, and that you are 100% worth every single ounce and minute. We are his children forever. And that is what gives me peace that I no longer have to worry about my past and my future because I will be living for the Lord and I know that what I'm doing is worth. I'm so thankful for the God of this universe to show us the way. And once again, those of you who are struggling with forgiving and letting go, and remembering sins no more. Don't give up. Okay? This is probably the most powerful lesson you will ever learn in your life. Surround yourself with people that love you and with people who know the truth and are constantly pursuing it. These people understand true love and compassion because they know how to forgive and have forgiven and let go of the past and remember sins no more. These are the people that you need to surround yourself with. It may take years, it may take a few months, but be patient and constantly surround yourself with God's word. Read it pray and hang out with those people that I mentioned and I guarantee you will live a much more fulfilling life a much more content life and you will sleep every single night with peace Alright, talk to you soon.